Is that a LeBron poster? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a great start to the podcast. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, in New York. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got you a big old apple. <laughs> um, I yeah, I'm in New York City. It's pretty cool. I hadn't been here since high school, I think. So I came in and obviously I'm up here with Mavs Gaming uh, to see their whole the NBA 2K studios in New York City. They fly up here every weekend for this, so it's just a normal stroll in the park for them. Central and, uh, Park. <laughs> I did go to Central Park today, but uh, yeah, so any, I can't. You see any homeless dudes? <laughs> no, did I? Um, <laughs> they say anything to you? <laughs> no, I don't know what um, it is. Homeless dudes always say things to me. I don't know if it's my face, just the way that I walk or drive is. or however. They just always. I, I every single time I see a homeless person, they're gonna come up to me. They come but, directly up to you, just straight up to me, and be like, "Hey, you got a quarter? <laughs> what are you gonna do with a quarter?" <laughs> So, yeah, I walked like five miles today in, in Manhattan by myself, just like strolling around. I just put my bags in my hotel room and just went out walking. And I'm like, I haven't been to Times Square and since high school. And it's like, and it's, you know, it's like a lot of these things you walk into and you're like, wow, cool. Yeah, right. right. Like I saw it. Well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks the same as high school. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, the, as this will be like really corny for some people, but. I found more enjoyment out of walking around finding things from Home Alone 2. And, <laughs> and like, that's literally my, my wife's never been to New York Did before. Did you go to the hotel? And yeah. And she's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, here's Carnegie Hall. Oh, there's a, and I, I FaceTimed her. I'm like, look where I'm at. I was at the plaza. Ding, <laughs> dang, dong. This is, <laughs> and like, and we're, and she like knows the whole scene. That's Did Trump tell you where the elevator was? I, I passed the Trump uh, the Trump Tower thing, and I was like, oh, okay, there's Trump Tower. But, yeah, we ate at this, like, nice Brazilian restaurant tonight, too, so it was, it was really good. And then I raced I raced back to my hotel to catch this awesome game. <laughs> Which brings us to the, the, the uh, subject of today's podcast. The Dallas Mavericks lose in a... Uh, Surprising fashion? No, not surprising at all. 85 to 92. And honestly, Isaac, it wasn't even that close. They had a nice little comeback at the end there. I enjoyed the comeback because it was like Dennis and them really wanted, you know, to like fight. And I mean, come on. Some people's probably cringing the fact that Dennis Smith Jr. is in with five minutes to go in a fourth quarter of a summer league playoff game and we're down by like 30. Um, but he like I mean they they really wanted it you could tell and they cut it to what like ten or something, and then they took him out. Oh, I mean it's ninety two eighty five so, but well I meant like before Dennis and them came out. So the everybody's talking about DeAndre Ayton. 
I don't know. We'll we'll, t- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about DeAndre Aiden. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk talk about Ryan Brokoff. Was it, yeah. Am I saying that right? Ryan Brokoff. We'll talk about this yeah. signing. We'll also talk about uh, RIP Kyle Collinsworth. He is uh, he was waived. We'll talk about that. DeAndre Jordan signing was made official. Got a whole bunch of stuff. All kinds of news. All kinds of things. So let's get right into it, Isaac. But let's take a quick break first. All right, the Mavs Summer League game tonight. Give me some thoughts. Give me some, uh, what are your initial impressions? What's the first thing that's going to stand out to you from this game besides it was brutal? Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith going one for six from three. Uh, I tweeted out before the game, there's two guys um, that need to have big-time summer leagues, that need to really like kill it this summer. And that's Dorian Finney-Smith and Jonathan Motley. I think both of those guys really need that. Um, you know, like, Ray Spalding, Costas, um, or I mean Costas, you know, Brunson, like those guys, they're p- kind of playing with, like, house money as far as, hey, like they're still, I mean, Brunson, you know, has figured to be part of the rotation some, but, hey, you know, like whatever you bring, that's awesome. But, like, we need to know what we have in Finney Smith and Motley. And... It feels like this is like a, a two-year thing now of Finney Smith working on his jumper, his three, and we talked about it the other day. Like first time I saw him, you know, the shot looked different and looked more smoother in um, in their practice at the end of the practice the other day. But I mean, you just can't look over it. I mean, he was one for eight, one for six from three, kept on you know launching them. Uh, that's sixteen percent from three-pointer <laughs> people didn't know that but uh yeah so i mean that's it's just a rough start for him and you you just have to wonder i don't know you just have to wonder what how they would view him if he has you know this whole vegas experience this year is similar to tonight's game yeah the thing about those two guys in dorian finney smith and motley is they're lacking some of the mystery you know, we still have mystery with Brunson. We still have mystery with Costas. We still have mystery with Spalding. Like, these guys, we just brought them in. There's still some mystery. Can they become something? Can they become this? Can they add this to their game? Can they improve this part? You know, there's all this mystery, and that's what you get with rookies and, and the potential. You have the potential there. Now, with Jonathan Motley in his second year, uh, we've seen a bunch of games from him, a ton of G League games from him. We saw, saw a, a decent amount of NBA games, but I don't think a lot to, to make a definite you know decision on him yet. And then Dorian Finney-Smith, we've seen a lot of him. <laughs> you know, like last, yeah. last year, not as much, but we saw, what was it, 81 games or 82 games his rookie year. Yeah. And, you know, second rookie year he was 24, I think, or 23. Then, he, you know, then year before last he was uh, – no, this is this is going to be his third year. This is his third, third year. year. This is his yeah. third year in summer league. So we've seen, you know, I guess since he, he didn't have as many games last year, but – how many years are we going to say, well, he's got to improve his jumper. He's going to go to summer exactly. league to improve his jumper. He's, you know, how many years are we going to do that? And, uh, the map signing of Ryan Brokoff, I think kind of that should light a fire under Dorian Finney Smith. Cause that guy can, he can shoot the lights out and that's going to be probably more effective for the Mavericks than, you know, Dorian Finney Smith who can maybe shoot who guys can sag off of a little bit and can defend probably better than, than Brokoff can, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I mean it's. I mean Brokoff. If you, we'll, we'll talk about it more in a second. But like, I mean, it's kind of like what McDermott, you know, was playing at the end of yeah. last year, and 
you know, who would you rather have a McDermott type or a Finney Smith type and in Carlisle's offense. And when you have these multiple playmakers that are going to get to the basket, you need somebody to hit an open shot. And a lot of Finney Smith's shots tonight were open. And so Doug's going to make that shot. Um, Ryan Brokoff's going to make that shot. So, uh, yeah, that you have to win. I mean, there's there's a spot on the roster for both of them. But, yes. yeah, if Finney Smith can't, can't hit the open shot, we're going to struggle uh, really quick. On that note, I got this question a couple times in my mentions tonight. Could Jalen Jones push Dorian Finney-Smith off of the roster? He had a really great game tonight. 16 points, 11 boards. Uh, he got stuffed by Aiton, and he got swatted by Bender. But he was being really aggressive. He was really going out there 5 for 11 from the field, 4 for 4 from the line, and hit two threes. Uh, so some pretty good play from him. He was the Mavs' leading scorer. But to me, he's a 4. He's not a 3. But what do you think about yeah. the competition for Dorian Finney-Smith with Jalen Jones? Jalen Jones is like a power forward version of Lance Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, like, he looks like him. He is that like build. He, he's just like built like him, and then he has this like recklessness of he just gets in the open court, and he's like a wrecking ball. He kind of just goes all over the court. But, I mean, he looks like he, he could play outside linebacker, and he has the – I feel like we've talked about this for like over a year. Nick and I have had this thing of when there's players that you just unleash, he is an unleashed player. Like, you don't, like, put him into the game and say, okay, do all these little things, do this and that. No, you just, you know, check him into the game, and you just unleash him. You take the leash off and say, just go play. And you're going to get – I mean, he's going to make some, like, crazy decisions and bounce all over the court. But, yeah, I, I could see it for sure. Like, if it came down to, hey, Jalen Jones, Jones, Finney Smith broke off, and they only want to pick two of them and take two out of three, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see him saying – Okay, well, if we want one of them, one of them to be a like a sharpshooter, and the other one we want the ability to defend, but still be able to hit an open three. I could, I could see that, but I mean, I, I agree with you that Jones is more of a four when Finney Smith could play the three and four. So yeah, and the two he played a lot last year too. Um, yeah, that's true. Finney Smith also, it's we should note that his contract is non guaranteed, uh, and I'm not really sure on the the deadline for that date yet. Uh, and Basketball Insiders doesn't know the date on that either. It just says push back to be determined. So it's that could be one of those like December dates. We see these non-guaranteed dates. A lot of them are like in December or something like that. But he is non-guaranteed, so he could, you know, it's not like he has a definite spot on this roster. Whereas Bro- sure. Brokop's contract is guaranteed for this year. When they sign him, they guarantee that first year like they do with a lot of these deals. Uh, like with Colin, Kyle Collinsworth, his, he got his deal last year guaranteed. And uh, the next two, he was a, uh, it was announced as a three a three year deal, which everybody say why why so long for this guy that hasn't even been proven? We don't know if he can shoot, you know all this stuff. But the second two years are non guaranteed, and so that's why the Mavericks were able to just waive him today. They don't have to worry about the cap hit or anything like that. Uh, Kyle Collinsworth's probably going to stick around at the Legends, I'm assuming, uh, unless you know anything else. Um, I, yeah, I would say that for now. I, I mean, it just happened today. Talking about for a guy that <laughs> he's in Vegas playing for the Mavs summer yeah. league team, and uh, yeah, what know, a weird Maver- day he had. He starts the, starts the day on the Mavericks, unless he knew it beforehand. But starts yeah. the day on the Mavericks, gets waived, and then he plays with them. You know, later that day, I wonder just like what what that's like in shoot around and warm ups. 
You know, like in shoot around, he's on the Mavericks. He's talking to the guys like, oh, yeah, you know, when you play with, with us and blah, blah, And then when he yeah. gets to the, the actual, like, warm-ups, he's talking like he's, you know, outside looking in. And that's a roster spot open up. Nick and I, we were texting. I felt like at, like, 1 o'clock this morning or whatever it was <laughs> or yesterday morning. And I was, like, texting Nick, like, the roster spots and stuff. You know, and, like, that opens up a roster spot for whatever it is. I just love Collinsworth's feel for the game. Like, I, know, I get the shooting struggles yeah. and, like, different stuff, but he has such a nice feel for the game of just, I don't know, his savviness and all that. But um, what else? I mean, I, it's kind of like on that same note, I, I know Brunson shot the ball horrifically tonight. I mean, absolutely horrible. 3 for 14, 0 for 5 from 3, which that that's going to correct itself because Brunson can, can shoot, and he's fine with that. But I love Brunson's feel, man. He's just got that – he feels like a vet. <laughs> he feels. I mean, yeah. It was either Mark Jones. I think it was Doris Burke though. Said that like he is out there looking like he belongs. You know, like the way yeah. that he he plays. And I don't know what it is. It's just like a way that you pass the ball. Way that you take kind of risks. He's smart. You know. Yeah. You do. You do like a little bit extra that you that like normal players wouldn't do that are fighting for a roster spot or something. Doesn't really play it safe as much. Those shots he was taking. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just you know, love seeing him out there. And uh, yeah. Six. What about Ray Spalding? Dude, your your boy Ray, 11 minutes. We need to get some more Ray Spalding minutes. <laughs> we do, man. And it, you saw it a little bit tonight. He got a couple boards, and he, like, took off with the ball. And that's what separates him uh, from other 6'10 guys. And there was a couple. He, I, I thought he was going to get a couple blocks there, but he, he didn't get to him in time. But, yeah, he hit that first open three, and I'm like, I was so happy for him because – you know, I've been talking to some of his people, and like he's been working on that shot so much. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I'm, I'm a believer in Ray Spalding. I eleven, think he can, eleven minutes, nine points, six boards. Yeah, I, I think he'd be something, and I, I hope he can get some more minutes. I was surprised Costa's only, you know, didn't played play the, at all. Yeah, probably. he played the garbage <laughs> time pretty much. But no, yeah, I was super happy with, uh, with Ray's minutes. Um. I mean, like, okay, so, like, what's your thoughts on Motley? Yeah, I saw Nick Nepic, who we've had on this podcast before from 105.3, say that he doesn't think at this point that Motley can be an NBA contributor. Like, he just doesn't see that in him. And there's there was a lot of question marks for me. He's one of those players. To me, he's, like... He is a he coming into the coming into the NBA and obviously because he was undrafted, but he was a worse version of of Marvin Bagley. And I, that same kind of questions I have with him is that he has to be. He, he's not an explosive though. He's not explosive. Right, and like that's Bagley why he went undrafted. He, <laughs> he 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 has to be so good. He's just he's like him in this way. He has to be so good at the things that he's good at to warrant him being in the NBA. That there's just it's so much to overcome, you know, because he's not really a rim protector he can he can block shots here and there he can steal because he's got the wingspan but he doesn't really anticipate that well he doesn't really go- defend guy you know one-on-one that well uh we saw you know with the matchup with Aiton obviously I mean but Aiton is <laughs> he's, he's a hand he's a load for anybody but and then on offense he, he's he has been working on a shot I guess we, we've seen but isn't everybody working on their shot I mean, who's yeah. that? give me a player that's not working on their shot uh <laughs> He said he's been working on his shot, his three-point shot. If he had a three, like a really good, consistent three, that'd be he'd be a completely different player. But he doesn't really have that. In the post, we just see him do you know, these things where he's just kind of backing up, backing up, backing up, and tries to just like yam on somebody, and it doesn't really work that much. So, is is man. Jonas 
Valentinus. How do you say it? Valentinus. Valentinus. Yeah. Is that his? Is that his peak? Man, I don't know if he can be that good. <laughs> like that—that's my only thing. Like Valentinus I mean, is actually it. pretty good. He's like an eighteen and ten kind of guy when he was, you know, a focal point in their offense. Yeah, he's not it's now, like but. with Motley. You know, you saw his his moves tonight. When he gets it down low, it's just like bully ball, like which is cool. But like, it's just hey, let me back my shoulder into you. And it like it actually worked a little bit against Aiden tonight because Aiden's just a monster. But but you know, Motley's gonna if he does get a role to where it's expanded, he's not the athlete that DeAndre is, and as far as like just size and like their brute force. But Motley, for him to have like a, a role in this league, he's gonna have to clear out on like the rebounds. And I mean, he had four boards tonight. Jalen Jones had eleven boards, and Motley had four. <laughs> so like, Motley's gonna have to be a double-digit guy. Minutes, yeah, yeah. And so that and like, what kind of the bully ball lower the shoulder and just try to jump hook over it? That's not gonna work. I mean, no. Just, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, and he's he's got to have a little a, skeptical. Yeah, I I am too. He's he's got to have different looks. You know, when you're in the paint and you're a paint kind of player, you have to have these counters and you have to have these different plays. And Shaq was so good at this. He he had this play where like he you wanted him to do like the the turnaround and just like the he instead of a jump hook he would dunk it because he was just yeah. so much bigger and his size would just move people. But if he couldn't do that, if he couldn't like turn around and and, and dunk. He would go like underneath the basket, you know what I mean? He would he would turn the other way, go underneath the basket and either jam the other side or just do like a little like reverse layup under the rim. You have to have these kind of counters and yeah. I don't know if Motley's the ball handler like good enough to 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 do those kind of moves. Like that that's where I'm kind of skeptical as well. Uh, yeah. I think I think he has, you know, some some room to grow for sure. I think that he, I still like his length, I still like his athleticism. Yeah, I'm not completely out on him. I'm I'm not that I don't want to be like that at all. I'm not completely out on him. I just I am skeptical and he's he's going to have to prove your like role in this league if, if I mean Valanciunas is if that's your like gold peak. Yeah. What is a I mean is Derek Favors what you're trying for or like I'm just trying to think of like I don't know those type of dudes, but we'll see. That once again that that battle right there of the Motley Maxi when Maxi comes back. Maxi's with Germany right now. Yeah, that's why we haven't heard anything about him. Um, Maxi Motley Spalding, um, some of these bigs. That that that'll be something to monitor in training camp. Man, Ray Spalding in 11 minutes completely should <laughs> scare Jonathan Motley because as soon as yeah, he comes like in, that, he's gobbling up shots. and Like, man. Just like that, like, I know it was just a tiny little play, but some, it was like a loose ball or something around the basket, and it was like a missed shot. And, like, Spalding like, gets the ball and, like, just throws it back up over his head like a reverse layup, and he made it look so easy. But, like, 6'10 dudes don't have that coordination. <laughs> That's yeah. not – he made it look easy, but you gotta remind yourself like he is a big, and he can. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't control. I can't control what's outside it's my window. The city right that now. never sleeps, Isaac. And so, like, I just yeah, I'm obviously a fan of Ray, but we'll see. It'll be something fun. This is obviously first game. A lot of jitters. Um, but still, the guy guy came out and <laughs> played. I mean, he put up points. He put. He got some rebounds. He gobbled up shot. I mean, man. 
I was pretty impressed with them. Yeah, and, you know, Luka Doncic didn't play last night. That was, you know, pretty well. Thing the, the, It's just really simple right now. Well, it's not a simple process, but they're just they have. There's a lot of loopholes the Mavericks have to go through um, with Real Madrid and just FIBA clearance stuff. And he hasn't even signed his contract with the Mavericks yet, so uh, he's just out there on the court doing his thing and shooting stuff with the team. But he's not like officially a part of the team yet. So yeah, it, it will happen soon. But after covering Rick for two years, like Rick Carlisle, you kind of know when he's. At least in certain ways when he's BSing about an answer or when he's just yeah. like, this is literally what it is. Like, I'm literally telling you the truth and we we want this too. Like, we are, you know, as much fans of this player as you guys are and we want to see this guy. So when he was up there on the broadcast and said that, you know, he literally just, like, Luca is just not cleared yet. We, you have this complicated process of visas and blah, 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 all this stuff. And we're still trying to figure it out. It was, it really to me said, we really want, we want to see this guy out there too. We want the fan base to, you know, be excited and see this guy for at least a game. And, uh, you know, like, I, I believe him in that sense, for sure. Rick Carlisle on that broadcast, that is the most I've ever seen him smile and he, laugh. That's the friend. Like that. <laughs> okay. Hey, when you're sitting next to Doris Burke, you, get, you have to be happy. I am pro Mavericks, obviously. <laughs> I'm so ready for this take. I'm so ready for this take. Isaac is looking up. You know how when you look up in the air, you're trying to find the exact words to say? <laughs> yes. Usually it's like to a spouse or like to a <laughs> girlfriend or boyfriend, and you're like, ah, oh, I have to choose these words so carefully because they're going to be used against me. That's but what people, Isaac is trying to do right now. There are so many people that watch that broadcast and be like, Rick Carlos, the funnest dude to be around. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to finish my sentence. <laughs> That's why you were hanging out with Nerlens tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's so funny. <laughs> but no, like, that was an awesome interview by, by Rick. That's how he is with the media, guys. So. And Rick Carlisle is all of us when he says that he loves Doris Burke and wants her to be on more broadcasts and. She should, yeah, she should be the main person on uh, playoff games and all that stuff. Who is that, Mark Davis beside him? Was that Mark Davis? Or Mark Jones. Mark Jones. Give me those two all season long. I love Mark right? Jones. Yeah. Give me those two in the finals. Give me everything. I, I love both of those people. But get, keep Breen in the, in the finals, man. I love Mike Breen so much. He, like Mike Breen. Oh, yeah, I like Breen. People grew up and uh, like Marv Albert was basketball to them, like just the way he calls games. That's that's yeah. becoming Mike Breen for, for us, you know, like yeah. people our age. We Bang! Just, oh, man. Please, God, don't let Mark Jackson become that person for our young people. No, 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 never. <laughs> Do you have anything else about this game? I mean, like Dennis, do you have any takeaways from Dennis? I don't really. I just like that that first quarter and, and into the second quarter where he was just like, "I'm taking over this game. I'm going to score like seven points in one minute." <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like that that he's yeah. you know kind of taking over. He's taking control. You kind of you want your second year like really good, you know, young player to just say, "Why am I in summer league?" You know what I mean? To, to play that way, not that he's actually literally questioning that, but just to play like I don't belong here. I I'm better than this. Well, you know, you want yeah. your guy to do that, and so that was a little taste of that. Wish we could have got a little bit more of that from him. Uh, <laughs> he hits his first three. It was beautiful. Everyone got really excited, and then well, two air balls back to back right after that. Like in his next bad two, three, air balls. Three, one, three, well, is there a good air ball? I don't know. There's some there's some air balls here. Like okay, well it's just like no. 
I don't know if there's a good air ball. Um, but yeah, the shot still he still needs to work on it, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it um, is. Everybody's you know working on their shot. Work on their shot. Mikel Bridges. Oh man. I love Mikel Bridges. I don't care if I get old takes exposed on this one, but the Sixers are really going to regret that trade. Yeah, they will for sure because he. Oh, never mind. Um, what, something with Mikel Bridges and with like um, prospects and stuff with draft people, and I'm lumping us into this category too because obviously our team was horrible last year, so we. <laughs> Classifies draft people too. I think we did more draft shows than any locked on podcast in, we the, probably entire, did. in the entire network. <laughs> um, is like, I think it's funny to watch uh, draft people right now that cover the draft and how, um, <laughs> and how like their, um, their pre draft takes on these guys and how the, they will go and try to like back it up now to where, like the people who hated Bagley. You know they they were no they were nowhere to be found like the first night when he had like a really good night, but then like the past few games they're like posting his stat lines. They see that you know that's how he's struggling right now, blah blah blah. And you know like people will like <laughs> will pick and choose like their things of like why are you why are you calling me out like this? No, I've seen this. I saw one particular draft person. Okay, that literally, literally on his the night the the first night when he posted Mo Wagner and like it was like a cool night, good first night for for, for Bagley. And like somebody posted a, like a video of his defense and how somebody blew past him. Like, see, this is a struggle on his. Day. I'm like, oh come on, stop, stop. Like, there's just people are right now like trying to find stuff to prove their takes and 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 all that. So it's super funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was so fun in the first game, and I was like, man, am I gonna re- really regret being so low on him? And in the next two games, I was like, oh, see, see, see. <laughs> Like I felt, I felt that. I mean, you have these takes and you hold on to them, and then you just like follow these guys, and you're like, just hoping that your takes are right. It's kind of dumb <laughs> that we, yeah. that we do this, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. man, we need to take a, we need to take another break because we're way more way past it. But uh, coming up next, we'll tell you why Ryan Brokaw is the most important signing of the Dallas Mavericks this summer. Isaac Harris. Ryan Brokaw signed. He's from Australia. 27 years old. He's 6'7", about 215. He played four years at Valparaiso, which I did not realize at first. He played uh, four years here in college. He was undrafted in 2013, which was uh, a draft that many (laughs) Mavericks fans will remember. (laughs) As the Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo draft. And he is an incredible three-point shooter. He in 16 games in Euro in Euro League or Euro Cup, he shot 50% last year from yeah. three. Just a lights out like knockdown shooter. It's probably the biggest thing that he brings, and uh, he's really going to help this team. I think uh, those backup wing minutes. We were really talking about it, saying, "Man, we this team is again all guards and big men. Like, where are the wings coming? Especially if we're going to stretch, you know, Luca out to be a four and and pal and." Uh, you know Harrison Barnes to be a four. How are we? You know where are these you know wing minutes coming? What if a West Matthews trade happens? You know where are these wing minutes going to come from? And this is a guy that can gobble up a bunch of wing minutes and shoot. You know this is a this is a good enough replacement for for Doug McDermott. I'm fine with that. I mean this, I think he, I think he's going to replace everything Doug McDermott brought that we thought he was going to bring again. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, for a lot of us, we're like, who in the? I was literally, I was sitting in our nursery uh, with my wife and and our dog. Which, by the way, I'm in New York City. My wife calls me and says, "I'm one, I'm one um, I'm centimeter dilated." Um, so the Mavericks, yeah. the Mavericks Instagram highlights is just killing my. <laughs> it was like playing. I closed the app and it was still playing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so anyway, I yeah. Just ruined your whole story. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying, by the way, uh, update on our baby stuff. My wife is one centimeter dilated and I'm across the country. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the doctor says that the baby could come over the next two weeks that will probably won't even make it to August. Um, so, anyway, wow. back to we were sitting in our, nurs- <laughs> in our nursery. Uh, before I left, and the notification came across my phone and said, "You know, Maverick signed Ryan Brokoff." I'm like, "The crap!" Like, <laughs> and like, I'm okay. I briefly, really briefly, have heard of this name back when I watched the Olympics, but yeah, like when and with Rio stuff. But like, I didn't. I mean, it was just like all oh, this, you know, one shooter, whatever. So like, I texted a member of the front office for the Mavericks, and I was like, "Tell me about Ryan Brokoff." And they wrote back, shooter with solid Euro experience. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's just basically what he is. You know, it is the first year guaranteed, and it's a two-year contract. I think he's like 27, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's 27. So, yeah, I mean, I think was it Eddie Sefko or somebody, you know, tweeted out and say, hey, I they think this is um, – like he's gonna be like a good shot at making the roster. It's not just a, hey, let's just throw a crap flyer out there. Um, it'll be interesting. I think he's gonna be in Vegas with them. Uh, he might not play or anything. I'm not for sure. But um, outside of that, I don't. I mean, we just don't know. A, I mean, outside of his like numbers and stuff in Russia and his international ball with Australia and stuff, it's just kind of up in the air. But he can shoot the lights out. He's six seven and. If you want to say it's just like Doug, yeah, let's let's roll with it and see what he looks like in training camp. And I mean, a lot of people want to try to make the Joe Ingles comparison already, and yeah, you know all that different stuff. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I love I love flyers like this. Like, give me these type of flyers all day long. I loved what he posted on uh, Twitter and social media. He said, after five years of hard work and dedication to my craft overseas, I am beyond humbled and thrilled to announce I am joining Dallas Mavericks. Having always believed in myself and my ability to one day make it to the NBA, today is truly special. Thank you to my fiance, Katie, family, friends, and loved ones who have unconditionally supported me and my vision. I am ready to tackle this next challenge and do everything I can to help the Mavs win. Just, I love that. I love a story of a guy that, you know, he said for five years, you know, you have a dream, you look at it, you're, you're going for it. And for five years, this guy has been playing in, you know, he's from Australia and he's been playing overseas. He's been playing in America for high school or for college. He's been, you know, playing in Europe. He's, you know, playing all over the place, just trying this one dream, going after this. And he finally, you know, made it happen. He has a guaranteed contract from an NBA team. That's pretty awesome. You gotta yeah. love. That. You gotta love that. Heck yeah, it is. You have Heck to love yeah, that. So we'll, yeah, we'll just wait and see what we have in training camp, and I'm excited for him. There's a lot of conversations to be had. We'll talk about DeAndre Jordan a little bit more. We've talked about him already, but officially signed. We'll talk about the training camp rosters. Isaac and I had a good conversation about that the other day. So we'll talk about more all that to come. Locked on Mavericks podcast. Thanks so much for us. Peace out. Boom.